Welcome to Moonlit Alley, a Genshin Impact podcast. Journey 5-1, Amakane Island, the spirit of summer. My name is Chess, and I'll be your guide for this episode's trip to the sleepy little island, which might not be so sleepy today. You can find all of Moonlit Alley online at linktr.ee slash moonlitalleycast l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash moonlitalleycast You can show your support by leaving likes and comments or follow us for more episodes, updates, polls and giveaways. But for now, we wish you a relaxed journey. Even at dusk, the oppressive summer heat had kept Amakane Island in its merciless clutches. The people of Inazuma flocked to the festival taking place here with colorful fans in their hands to bring at least a little relief. And so the sudden summer thunderstorm took everyone off guard. For endless minutes, the rain was battering down on the hill, accompanied by the low rumbling of thunder. Festival goers were afraid that they would be forced to go home without enjoying the festive atmosphere. Some even worried about the next day, the final day of the festival, which always meets a spectacular finale with a display of the finest fireworks put on by the Naganohara family. Now, instead of colorful fire blossoms, Countless flashes of sharp lightning adorned the sky. But as sudden as the storm came, it disappeared, leaving the evening sky clear and letting the last warm glow of the sunset fade into twilight as vendors poked their heads out from beneath the small wooden roofs of their stores. They were safe. The festival goers, who had huddled for shelter in small groups, are slowly beginning to mingle again between the island's eternal blossoming cherry trees. Despite damp kimono hems, the people are in bright spirits. A pleasantly cool breeze comes from across the sea, mingling salty air with a clean fresh scent of the rain. The lanterns are still glowing warmly, giving the night a soft orange tint around the edges, like a gentle magic spell. You step foot on the island as the downpour began, but the small ledge you sheltered beneath kept you perfectly dry. With the night air pleasantly crisp and rich, you can finally explore the festival yourself. Right now, you're at the foot of the hill that is Amakane Island, standing on the wide dirt path that curves gently up the hill. Dotted along its path are countless stalls, where vendors present sweets and handmade goods, lacquered boards and fried foods. Every step is brightly lit by small square lanterns framing the path and bigger lanterns 
strung between poles, swaying in the now gentle breeze above visitors' heads. You still feel the tiniest tingle of electricity on your skin. The thunderstorm has left you with a feeling of strange excitement. Not that kind that makes you want to jump around, more the kind that sits in your chest, curious as a child, waiting for something magical to happen. As you move between the people and take in the smells and sounds, a memory slowly rises. You've heard this story once. You don't quite remember when. All the details have gone fuzzy. But it was about a festival, just like this one. A traveler, much like yourself, stumbled into a festival of yokai. Just as he was about to be chased away, one of the yokai invited the traveling swordsman to stay and drink with him. Playing a game, the two of them became friends. You don't quite know how the story really ended, but you imagine the moment the samurai set foot onto the festival must have felt the same way you felt when you came to Amakane Island. You lift your gaze up to the sky and realize the sun has set for good now. From the corner of your eye, you feel like someone is looking at you. As you turn your head, you realize it's only the hollow eyes of a fox mask a woman wears on the side of her head. She stands next to a rack which shows a wide display of all kinds of masks. Oni, Kitsune, Tengu, Tanuki, Nekomata and other spirit beings gaze upon you. Sharp teeth and horns reflect the soft moonlight. Even though no eyes hide behind the holes in their faces, their smiles and grimaces seem alive in the flickering light of the lanterns. One of the Kitsune masks is painted with delicate golden brush strokes, which form patterns that seem to tell a story. Maybe it's the story of a yukai stepping into the world of humans and finding themselves at a festival. Would you celebrate with them or send them away? You follow the path's gentle upward slope towards where the people have begun mingling between the stalls. The breeze carries the scent of frying dough and makes a display of countless wind chimes tinkle with it. You follow the sound like an unassuming little song, the bright colors soon catching your eye. This stall was decorated with care and playfulness. Not only wind chimes hang on long strings, but colorful garlands and decorations that look like temari, sea creatures, flowers or stars. They all sway in the night breeze, rustling and tinkling, whispering and singing their greetings. You take a closer look at the wind chimes.
Some of them were blown to their round signature shape from colored glass. Deep yellow, blue or pink. Others are clear and dotted with drops of color or simple flowers. There are even wind chimes crafted to look like little fish bowls or animals. You can see a Shiba Inu wind chime, a cat paw wind chime, a wind chime that looks like a frog. The charm on its cord is shaped like a dragonfly. Some of them aren't made from glass, but metal. Their sound is different, like the clearest bell. Others are made from ceramic or something similar. You can't really tell. Some of the chimes are painted with motifs that tell poems. They are not elaborate. They are simple, even imperfect. But looking at them fills you with a sense of belonging. As if the experience of ordinary things somehow had a deeper meaning. But before you get to dive deeper into this thought, a sudden gust of wind lets all of the chimes sing at once. What a happy choir. For some reason, it sounds like the bright laughter of a single voice. When you listen closely, you can hear the rustling of the wet branches and the song of the waves past the murmur of the crowd. The chatter and laughter around you makes you feel at ease. You could probably take a seat and spend an evening watching only the small words caught within the patterns of the kimono and yukata of the people passing by. The way their colors and patterns swirl together. Floral designs seem to be the most popular, but you can also spot fish and even fireworks, next to more humble ornaments, stripes and squares. Wait, was that a foxtail? Or just another yukata sleeve? You step aside for a moment, as more people flock towards the stalls, or carry sweet and savory treats alike to be enjoyed off the path, despite the lingering raindrops. The size of the crowd is just right, but you take a moment off to the side to quietly soak in the joy of it all. So many people with so many stories, all from different walks of life. But tonight, everyone feels the same wonder. An elderly man is triumphantly holding a bag with fishy one. His grin boyish and proud. A couple walking arm in arm, smile at matching charms dangling from their hands, a memento of a wonderful evening. There are people just like you too, taking in the atmosphere, looking at the lights and the people passing by with little smiles, enjoying their time at their own pace. The last bit of the way is framed by lanterns. Like little guardians, they sit on the ground next to cherry trees. 
You take your time while you let them guide you uphill until the clay ground changes into weathered stone steps. Some of them have almost vanished into the soil and moss covers their sides in cracks. They must have witnessed countless festivals. You count the steps as you go. One, two, three, four. After a few moves, more stairs await. One, two, three, four, five, six. Now you have arrived at the Tori. The red paint on its bottom is already fading. Some vegetation has made its home on the wood, creating a lovely contrast in color. You've heard that before you cross a Tori, you need to bow out of respect. It's up to you if you follow that advice. The moment you take the next step through the gate, you feel a shift in atmosphere as you arrive on the top of the hill. It's quieter here. The bubbly sound of the crowd and the wind chimes have faded into the background. It's a bit darker too, but the muted atmosphere is just right for you at the moment. Whatever that feeling was that accompanied you to this place, it disappeared right after you've passed the Tori. Before you, the sea greets you with its salty, fresh breath. It stretches itself out until it reaches Narukami Island's shore. You can see Inazuma City clearly at its top, crowned by the Tenshukaku. If you take a look around, you can see several of the other islands. To your left, the great Narukami Shrine and Dito. To your right, Kanazuka and Serai Island. What a great spot you've chosen, connected to all, yet solitary. A single cherry tree with a lantern at its roots is your only company for now. For a moment the wind picks up and shakes some water droplets from a branch close to you. One lands on the tip of your nose. You wrinkle it and a short giggle slips from your lips before you settle on a mostly dry stone underneath your new tree friend. The sound of wind and water is all around you and you allow yourself to close your eyes for a moment. The last thing you see before you close your eyes are the gentle waves at the distant beach. Cherry blossom petals float on the surface of the water, creating little waves themselves. Tiny ripples becoming larger circles. The circles connect with others, forming ornaments like on kimonos.
Ironically, the petals on the water make you think of tomorrow's fireworks. They are like blossoms too. Fire blossoms in the sky instead of floral patterns in the water. You open your eyes. It's soon time to go home. But before you leave, maybe you can sit just a tiny bit longer with the lights and the sea and the cherry blossoms. After all, it's still summer. <laughs>